0: For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell.
1: What's going on, Bucks fans, and a happy game day to you, Bucks fans. Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns and Odyssey, original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Buccaneers insight and entertainment three times a week monday wednesday and friday so be sure to conveniently download that odyssey app make it that much easier for you by downloading and checking off that auto download button so that those brand new jolly roger and touchdown episodes are sitting right there waiting for you whenever you are driving into work brewing your money and coffee hitting the gym or just I don't know, maybe tuning in for a Victory Monday podcast, if you will. So, once you download that, you can also catch Charlie Rogers and Touchdowns on any of your other favorite streaming platforms. Guys, I am Casey Hudson, joined by my lovely co-host Kaylee Mizell, sailing into a new post-game podcast, and we don't have daunting, bad, grim, unfortunate, negative news for you guys today. Kaylee and I get to actually talk excitingly. Well, it's good news, but excitingly, yeah. about a sixteen to thirteen win between the Bucks over the Rams at Raymond James Stadium. Kaylee, I I don't know about you, but I'm still kind of piecing everything together that I just watched. Like, yeah, I'm so excited. My brain is still connecting the dots.
0: <laughs> it's just their second home win of the season, and they do it against the Rams, a team um, that you know they had a little bit of a bone to pick with. And in exactly. a time where they really needed to turn their season around, they talked mm-hmm. about turning their season around. They said, Hey, we had a Thursday game and now we have a, we've got a few extra days. We've talked, you know, Tom Brady put out his business into the world. And so, you know, that was kind of like, Oh, that's off the table. Like we know what's going on now. Nice. We we have some answers and every, there was the most accountability that there has been so far this season going into this game. So, and then there was a lot of question marks for a lot of this game, Casey. So the fact that able to pull it out in literally the very final minute of the game
1: Second. is,
0: yeah, I mean, a cause for, for celebration here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. So there's definitely a lot that we have to get into because, oof, that game, but, um, and, and it, there was some good things that happened, and there was some uh there was a lot of not so great football being yeah. played for like that still existed
1: time, for a good portion
0: of time. Yeah. But they got the win, and that's something that they needed. We we talked about how they needed to just be able to turn around, move forward, and then I think getting a win is a really, really a way that you're able to like physically move forward, mentally move forward, because mm-hmm. I do think a lot of it is. Mental, and you could tell because Casey, you went to the game, Mm -hmm. um, and you could tell that the way that the players responded, the way that the fans responded, the way that the coaching staff responded, the way that the players spoke and reacted after the game, you could tell that for them, this win was more about what they were able to do mentally Mm -hmm. than it was about skill or, um, or, or, or just like being able to show out because they didn't necessarily show out, but they did prove that they have some mental toughness
1: still. Yeah, I don't think there's any better way to put that, Kaylee, honestly, because the I feel like you and I kind of touched on this while we tried to put into words what 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 it's been like covering the scene for the past few weeks. And, you know. The We talked about the mental element of it. We talked about the emotional element of it. And getting to the stadium today, it was almost like this, like you felt, the air felt thin. You know, everybody wasn't really sure what we were in for. You You could tell that there was maybe a little bit of hope or that people were just there to drink at this point. You know, it just, it was this very much not the same ambiance that you would walk in with, you know, week three or last season home games. It, it was different. And um, then they open up the game and they had a few good drives. And then it's like, oh my gosh, well, look, you got some different guys suited up. You're you're making some movement here. You guys look like a football team again, although they still ended up punting and not finding the end zone. But those initial couple, you know, couple of uh, offensive plays that were sequenced together there, you saw kind of a bit of a an exhale for this for this Bucks fans. And so just how it started out kind of very much like you don't know what to expect and then it translates to this wildfire. I mean the amount of tweets that I'm now seeing from everybody that's like I never gave up hope don't stop believing like I didn't realize that there were so many journey fans even though journey is like the most quotable band and song ever ever out there but all of a sudden journey just got themselves like 10,000 new fans because no one stopped believing. After all this time, air quotes like crazy around that. So it was really cool to just see the layers of energy, um, the layers of emotion, if you will, and the emotional roller coaster. I told you in in our, our lovely producer before we hopped on, at some point in the game, I just tweeted, I'm just here for the emotional roller coaster because it felt hopeful and then it felt hopeless. And then it was like, everybody's stupid. And then it's like, wait, no, that was maybe okay, And then it's like, ah, this just Uh, it happened. And it's like, I love this guy, whomever, whomever. And so as we dive further into offense and stuff like that, the, the thing that stood out to me the most too, is the fact that when you look at these statistics, Kaylee, it's not going to be a Mike Evans had a day. It's not going to be a Chris Godwin went off. It's going to be a different kind of conversation. And I think that's the most important thing here between the mental element, the emotional element, and not questioning skills, but just allowing people to rise to the occasion. And was it a pretty win? No. But was it a win that's going to send this team, uh, you know, one step further to coming back together in unison? I absolutely believe that. So very exciting game. A lot of emotions. If all of my weird sound effects, Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans didn't describe something, then I'm sorry. Cause again, I'm just still trying to string together what I just watched. Um, we all are
0: Casey. We I all are. And that is
1: myself. perfectly
0: fine. Uh, when we get into the offense, I do want to hear from you about the, just the energy in the stadium and what mm-hmm. things were like post game. Uh, some of the comments we'll get into post game, some of the relief that players showed post game, cause they were able to finally get that win. Um, and, 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 yeah, I mean, after after a few losses, they had lost five of six coming into this game. And so it was really important for them to get back into the win column. We're so, bad. Casey, starting on offense, uh, you you kind of talked about it. There, This isn't a, a game where you're looking at the stats and you're saying, oh, Mike Evans, 100 a, a yards and Chris. Gah. So here's my theory and interested in what you have to say. Before, during the break, uh, we talked to Todd Bowles quite a bit mm-hmm. and he talked to the media and he said, I don't know what's going to happen. You might not see the veterans out there like you saw before. We might go to some different guys. We might mix things up. And you and I were like, hallelujah. Thank hallelujah. you, Jesus. Yes. Like <laughs> we need that. And while a lot of this game could be described as a trash bag, yeah. Um, there there were some things that they were able to do differently that I think could lead them to success in the future. Mm-hmm. Now it seemed to me like on in pinch moments they kind of reverted back to the oh. former mentality. So like on third, you know, and long, or even third and short moments, you know, we, we, you and I were literally texting on that very first drive. They were very close to the end zone. They needed wow. to get that touchdown. And what do they do? Well, they run Leonard Fournette right up the middle, literally into Aaron Donald's arms. And you and I were like, are you, you just moved the ball down the field and you, you did, just did something well. Why? Why would you do this? Why would you do? So it did seem like there were times where they were back to the old ways, the old habits, the old mm-hmm. mentality. However, when you look at the stats, you, you see some names that you don't always see atop the stat lines. So rushing, Love leading it. the rushing today was Rashad White. And we saw the Bye. first glimpse of Keyshawn Vaughn of the season. Of Ooh. the season. We saw the first glimpse of him on the field.
1: Now he didn't like have himself a day.
0: Yeah. He was out there. He got four
1: yards. He did something. I'm sure it Um, threw a little confusion into the Rams, you know, film study sessions, if you will. It wasn't
0: as predictable. And then you look at the receiving yards, and Mike Evans is not even in the top three for receiving yards for this team. Mm -hmm. Chris Godwin, not even in the top three. Julio Jones, well, it was good, actually. It was really good to see Julio Jones out there, but he only had – reception like play. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one one really good one. Um but K. Doten, Scotty Miller and Leonard Fournette were the three leading receivers of this game. So it does feel like a step even though it's a tiny step, even mm-hmm. though it's a baby step. It does feel like a step in the right direction for this offense the fact that they are mixing things up the fact that they are getting other guys involved and the fact that they're they're not just relying on you know the, the guys that they used to rely on on the Chris Godwins on the Mike Evans the guys wow. that are getting ga- guarded and you know are, are 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 sometimes having a hard time going out there and making plays depending on who's you know in the secondary They're Mm -hmm. able, they're getting to do some things. They're getting to do some things. So not perfect by any means, but a baby step forward in getting a little less predictable and mixing things up, getting other guys involved. And Casey, uh, I just wanted to get what your thoughts were on, on that same thing, because it's something you and I have been preaching for, begging for since the beginning of the season. The fact that they got some other guys involved, the fact that they got your guy involved... So excited. Excuse me. I muted myself there. I think we might have to have an entire segment just breaking down the last minute of play. Oh, my Um, gosh. Why don't we start it? Why don't we just go ahead and start?
1: Absolutely. Um, As you said, you and I have been begging, 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 begging for change. I think the only way that this win would end up being – For nothing, if you will, um, is if they don't revert back to the different things that they applied today that worked. And if they don't go into that Seahawks matchup and say, okay, let's be a little bit more confident about sticking with this change rather than reverting back to old habits, because you said it, Kaylee, they did revert back to old habits, still something that's very frustrating. um, But then they did still kind of throw some other things in the mix. It's really when their backs were against the wall. And so they kind of finally found themselves in a in a position where they had to um if they didn't put themselves in that have to position they probably would have continued to revert after trying something panicked and came up short with a loss but they didn't so things really just played in their favor for one i also think that the the kind of Scary moment after Mike Evans catches this beautiful pass, goes down, stays on the ground for a minute. People weren't sure if he was holding his ribs or what it was. I think he just knocked the wind out of himself. It was great that he got up, jogged off to the sideline on his own. But at those moments where you just kind of see the workload that Mike Evans is taking on, I think that was eye-opening for the coaches too. That was like, if we're going to win this game, it's not going to be Mike Evans' game. If we're going to win this game, it's not going to be Chris Godwin's game because there's certain – moments and plays and routes that those two were getting locked in on and you've got Tom Brady throwing in the double almost triple coverage multiple times yeah. and you realize you're gonna cost yeah. yourself the game yeah get yeah, up to their defense a little like Jalen Ramsey is good he's good yeah. at what
0: he does you know what I mean so it's like, yeah you Mike Evans isn't going to be open every single
1: time and you have to figure something else out and you have to take the risk you You have that's what everybody misses about Bruce Arians risk it to get the biscuit you can't sit there and revert back and say well if Mike Evans isn't going to get it done it's not going to get done no that's where you that's where you tie in other players and it brings me to one of the first post game comments that really stuck out to me because of course somebody which I'm so glad about um asked Tom Brady you know after K. and dropped that pass what made you trust him to pass it to him again? Now, mind you, k had, what, six receptions and one drop, or I think he was targeted seven times and had one drop. With that, you know, Brady said, it's not it's not the drop that bothers me. It's the positioning. So if you can't line up correctly, that's where I'm bothered. But if you get there, if you make the effort to be where you're supposed to be and you drop, then we need to get the ball back to you so we can correct that. So Brady doesn't have this avoid the guy after a mistake thing. Well, if you don't know how to hit your route, then yeah, I'm not going to go to you because that's a waste of a ball. But if I can hit your hands and maybe get it that next time, that's more worth it. That's that risk it to get the biscuit, if you will. So to hear Brady say that, to know kind of more what the element of the conversations are between him and his receiving core, or even the running backs, if you will, that's kind of eye opening. And so, I'm so glad that that took place because if that's the mentality he's in, if that's what he's saying to the players, if that's starting to translate and then show up on the field, if you will, because yeah, it was totally worth it to take it back to Kate. Otten if nobody has noticed now, I feel like they're going to use this as a step in the right direction to say, okay, we need to take a little bit more risk here. And not to get ahead of ourselves i'm just again the emotions are all over the place but if there's a team that you can take those offensive risks with it's going to be the seahawks who have no defense they just can outscore you so yep. you now have another opponent where you can where you can lean into this what else can k dot do what else can rashad white do Should we continue to dress out Keyshawn Vaughn like Casey and Kaylee have been asking for for weeks? Should we not run the ball on first down with with Leonard Fournette every single time? Or let's confuse teams if we insist on using Leonard Fournette and let's use him as a pass catcher versus trying to let him run through brick walls all the time. The sparks of creativity need to be a lot more consistent and I think this game helped them realize, okay, we can do this.
0: Yeah, it certainly did. And something else that this game, I think made a lot of people realize is that Tom Brady can still turn it on at the yes. end of a yes. game? I think he even proved that to himself because I think there was some doubt. There's been several times this season mm-hmm. the bucks have been down and they're they're trying to fight and claw back. And this the same fourth quarter Tom Brady that we've seen for the past you know 23 years, you didn't see him as much this year. No. But this game prove that he does still exist you have to just give him the right opportunity yeah Casey, we're going to talk about the last minute of play the final drive for the bucks the championship drive well I don't know if I can call it the championship drive but the winning drive. we manifest it we can manifest it the winning drive right <laughs> for this game. so I think that the biggest thing that opens this up is the the 28 yard pass to Kate Auten Right at the start of the drive, there's 44 seconds left. And guess
1: where that play was too, Kaylee? Middle of the field, like we have been saying middle. to you, Cade right Yep. You need to be able to use the middle of your field to have any sort of success. Continue. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I just was like, by the way, this is something else Kaylee and I have asked for. This is
0: perfect. It, it needs to be a back and forth, right? Because
1: you're you're totally
0: correct. It was a deep. Pass to the middle of the field for 28 yards. Cade Otten is there because guess what? Like the other guys are covered. Like that's why, like that is why Cade Otten was open because Mike Evans was covered because you like some of the mm-hmm. other guys did not have the opportunity. So of course, Tom Brady goes to Cade Otten who has already proven that he can be successful. Yep. catches the ball really moves this team forward. So they were at the Tampa Bay 40. Now they're at the Rams 32. Leonard Fournette gets four yards, four yards. Then Scotty Miller, a name that we hadn't talked about for quite some time because we kind of shrugged him off. We said like, Scotty, he's just butterfingers. Like, he's, he uh-huh. doesn't seem like him and Tom have some the, the connection that they used to have. He's dropping passes right and left. Scotty was kind of caving Scotty. under pressure, too. Like, yeah. yeah. He Not showed it. up today. We saw a resurgence of Scotty Miller from the 2020 season, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is Scotty Miller of old, and he showed up today. So, Scotty Miller moves the ball down the field 14 yards. Right. Uh, then another seven yard pass to Scotty Miller
1: again. You go to Scotty back to back, back to back again. It's getting reliable and the nerves are running high at this moment, too. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean,
0: at this point, there is 19 seconds le- left Uh Now there's 16 second left after the second pass to Scotty Miller. And they try it. They try it. They go to Mike Evans. And it's it's an incomplete pass. And it's not I'm not gonna like blame it all on Evans, blame it all on Brady. Like it's just it it's it just doesn't work, it's just not mm-hmm. happening. So they reformat, they set up, they've got one more chance. K Dot and swings out to the right. Tom Brady just gets the ball over to him, one yard in the end zone. Anytime touchdown, Casey, you make your bet, you oh. make you you get your you get your goal. And so does Cade Otten. He starts the drive. He ends the drive with a touchdown. And, I mean, that is the drive. On that same winning drive, Tom Brady gets his marker over 100,000 career passing yards. Uh, I mean, just just insane. I mean, the next closest is Drew Brees with, like, 85,000 or something along the – like, Tom Brady, it it has – surely cemented himself into a se- several history books and and is is definitely a Hall of Famer quarterback, is definitely the GOAT, like we've said time and time again. Um, but I think this solidified to him, to the Bucks fandom, to the entire nation that, hey, Tom Brady still exists. Mm-hmm. He still exists. It's just the play calling, the way things have been going, it hasn't been to set this whole team up for success. But this final drive, we saw it. And and the guys that you saw step up were not the guys that you would necessarily expect to step up. And that is the beauty of what this team can do and what this team can be.
1: 100%. And I think the most important thing that kind of stood out to me with this this drive, with these players, with this team, is that, you know, you you mentioned it, Kaylee, Brady needed this. I think oh. he needed this reminder that says, Oh, yeah, there he is. There's that, that man in the mirror. This is who I can be. This is who I have been in my career. But I think it also did kind of bring to light maybe how much of this what was an emotional or mental block versus other things. Now, I'm not saying the play calling hasn't been god-awful, guys. It has, it still was today. But Tom and his post-game presser, are. I don't even I don't even recall what the question was. I don't even think he heard it correctly, but he, you know, jumped ahead to say that him and Byron have a great relationship, and that you know Byron does ask his opinion on play calling things because of he has the field vision versus Byron having that sideline vision. So there's a lot more communication going on there than we all know. Um, I think what really that last play, what what Tom Brady rallying being the comeback quarterback that we know him to be did today, was show us that he could recall that he can be trusted in those moments. He can trust himself to make the right call. He can trust himself to trust players to come up for him. I think a lot of this was just an emotional and mental block, not only in the coaching staff, but for Brady himself. And he'll never admit it uh, straight up as such. But that's why I think that that was extremely important after the fact, because I just saw a different perspective on what this team has been struggling with all this time. Mm -hmm. And, you know that's important because if brady is past a mental hurdle or what you said at the top of jolly rogers and touchdowns kaylee you know now that everything he's been going through is pretty much out in the open or what much the public quote unquote should know um mm-hmm. i think that the world has just gotten too nosy nowadays with social media but the public now knowing what they feel like they were privy to know um they know it and it's behind everyone and i think that that showed Today, even with the frustrations and this team shooting themselves in the foot because they did that so much, I guarantee that score would have been way different if it wasn't all of the penalties. Donovan Smith, big fan, dude, but you've got to stop that. I don't know what that was about today. You're a veteran presence. You're one of the key veterans on that offensive line, and you made a lot of costly mistakes today. And. Yeah. The the offensive line. Yeah. They just, when you start losing that yardage and then you can't convert things on third and seven, third and 10, and then you've got to punt over and over and over again, it, it kills the drive. It kills the momentum. So they overcame some big momentum killers. And again, I I think that all just says to say, yeah, are you kidding me? Like, but like, it's like, Oh my gosh, did this really just a mental warfare that they had to keep doing? So they had to be, skillful talented tactful and overcome mental warfare over and over and over again it's just it's insane to think about but there is no better way to explain that that last drive than you did Kaylee and I don't think that there's anyone that deserved it more Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans you know I am a huge fan of not only KDOT but Co'Keefe. Co'Keefe got some action today Uh, he did have an unfortunate little I don't even know what happened there I think it bounced off his hands or his cleats or something weird but he bounced back got himself a catch but it's it is imperative that they get those guys more involved um and i they proved it weeks ago but maybe now coming up with a win they can solidify all the proof that they've seen on the field for weeks now and finally just kind of lean in to risk it for the biscuit it's worth still using that motto it's worth still taking those risks and i think now that there's some emotional baggage not so forefront of everybody's minds. I think now that they had an opportunity to come back together as a team, that they can get back to that place where they make better decisions. They strategize better. And, you know, Tom Brady can be a better perspective on the field to make decisions to communicate with Byron. So now, look, I know everyone's going to be pissed about this. Not sure if it's 100% Byron. I think that was a combination of bad calls between Byron and Brady. And I think that this is a hopeful turning point. It's the turning point that Kaylee and I have discussed here that had to happen. And, um, yeah, to get that anytime touchdown. Everyone thought I was insane. So to all of my lovely humans out there that was like, this girl knows no bounds of loyalty. No, I don't. And it paid off because I did have Kadon for an anytime touchdown, and with 13 seconds left, it paid off. I don't even, I don't even care about it, Cash. I'm just glad that it happened, and I'm glad that it happened for Kadon. And he deserved that so much. First NFL touchdown, if you will, and this is your future tight end one, 100% of this Tampa Bay Bucks team. So I was just as emotional as I could be in the press box, if you will. OK, can you see, before we switch
0: over, there's there's a few things we have to get to before we switch to defense. So you mentioned about Brady and Leftwich and, and just the comments that they had specifically Brady saying that, hey, it's both of us. And uh, so apparently Brady actually did suggest that last play to Leftwich and Leftwich said, hey, let's do it. And it worked. So that even also goes to show Brady's faith in. Cade and in and, and what he can do. Along those lines, Casey, you were able to be in the locker room after the game and you heard from Cade and how special this moment was for him, especially considering everything that he and his family have been through with the passing of his mom. Um, t- take us through what he talked about and how important and special this moment was for him.
1: Yeah, he said it was extremely important. Of course, he wants to do what's right and what's helpful for this team. And um, crazy enough, he said, you know, Jenna Lane asked him, did you think about your mom as soon as you hit the end zone? He said, absolutely, I did. She was one of the first people that popped into my mind. And I know she is proud of me. I know she is watching me. And I'm just so glad that she got to see it. And to hear him say that, especially as somebody who's dealt with a lot of trauma and, and grief and the passing of close ones, it takes a while to kind of get there and understand that you're still being looked after. You're still being watched. You're still being guided beyond because not being able to pick up the phone and say, Hey, did you see that is a whole different, um, mental capacity that weighs on you. So to hear him say that, at least for somebody like me resonated extremely deep, but, um, yeah, he said that he, he knows that she's proud of him. He thought about her immediately. And, you know, right after he realized that his mom's proud of him, he also said it was just great to be able to do this for the team. Like the guys were proud of him and there's a shot on social media. I'll get it up on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns or Jolly Rogers TDS. Be sure to follow on Twitter, but as soon as the guys didn't even let him get to the sideline, the camaraderie, the, and I know you guys are probably like, yeah, well they just won it. No, it was different. There was just a lot more emotion with this. It wasn't just a, this is cool. We won. This was like, we needed this, this, this a brotherhood's coming back together and you just saw so much embracement. I mean, he had seven guys on him just to hug him and tap his helmet. So it wasn't just that slap on the butt. It was an embrace. It was a, we're proud of you. We're here for you as well. Um, while the absence of others cannot physically be here also. So he just kept resorting back to the fact that it was so great for him to pull through for his team. It was so good for him to pull through for the guys on the field with him. And he said this over and over again, we never gave up hope. We never gave up hope. We continued to just strive forward. We continued striving. So striving, being hopeful, and doing that in honor of his mom was really just all the words that he said. He's not super long-winded, a huge maturity to him. Kaylee and I have said it from the beginning since training camp. Uh, kind of almost an old soul feel, if you will, and I I, I strongly believe he's just getting started. Um, something else to keep in mind, guys, while I didn't have him on my draft board, um, Kay came out of college came out of Washington with an injury and they they kind of had him on this prolonged progressive program to start getting intertwined in the Bucks system so what Kay Don is doing period and what he did tonight is huge and even coach Bowles said you know he's got a big bright future um, with this team in this league so so proud. And so excited aside from that anytime touchdown that he helped me out with there. Thank you for taking
0: us inside of that Casey wrapping things up. I don't think anybody can do it better than Tom Brady. I'm going to get to what he said in just a minute, but there is a lot of hope still for this offense because they were able to kind of get out of the rhythm, do less predictable things. They had 18 first downs. So that's great to see. Mm -hmm. Um, Not terrible but not fantastic and they still need to get better with third down efficiency they were nine for 21 mm-hmm. um they were 0 for two on fourth down efficiency so definitely yeah if you're gonna go on fourth down you need to make sure that you're, you're you're gonna get that um i think the biggest area for me is red zone uh they were one for three in the red zone so that's an area that i would like to see them continue to improve in um just because if you're gonna if you're gonna go all the way down I, I want you to get more points than just three um, because yeah. also we saw tonight, that those can get blocked. And uh, I would like for you to, to walk away with more points than that. So to end the offense, Casey, like I said, you just got to put it how the goats puts it, which well, before, before anybody even asked him a question, he walks up to the podium, oh. puts his hands down and he goes, that was effing awesome. <laughs> uh, so, can't wrap it up better than that. It really was a great ending to the game. But Casey, more so than the offense, who were able to finally get in there and, and, and get that touchdown, get things mm-hmm. done. It was the defense that really kept this team in the, game the entire time. Casey, this defense, they shone bright. There's a lot to say, a lot of really good things
1: to say about what they were able to do today. I'm so happy to finally have positives to say about this defense because that was that was just killing my soul. I think we can't talk about the defense without talking about one person that we've been calling on um, for a while here, and it's Vita Vea.
0: Ah, that's my guy. I was so hoping you were gonna.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was just. He set. He set the tone. He really did. He showed up today. He had his. His, his leadership had on and he, was, he actually chose to just lead by example. And yeah. it was so great because that's the Vita Vea we have seen in previous seasons. That's the Vita Vea that graced the field after that tremendous injury that he had and comes back versus the Packers to help his team win. We finally are seeing people come back to this, not only skill set, but this mentality that we know that they can have. Um, I think the fog is just starting to clear. I think that's the yeah. best way to put that. So, yeah, there's no talking about defense without Vita Vea. and um, swimming today. Swimming. Uh, That's exactly – you asked him to do that. I On did. On the last Show, Rogers and Touchdowns episode, you that said I need Vita Vea to swim specifically. Yep. And there's still mm-hmm. shots of him just swimming away Get it. over and over and over again. that grass. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Um,
0: it, it, it's so true. Um, you saw leadership from this defense, which is something that has been lacking new. And I called it out. We said, Devin white, you got to step up. Vita Bay, you got to step up leaders, veteran presence on this team. You have to go out there. You have to walk the walk. And then whenever the time comes, you need to talk the talk to. If, if, if somebody needs to be called out, something needs to be said, you got to be the person to say it. And we saw that more today than we've seen in the last few weeks, Casey. And in it's so been-
1: many ways, um, this is another situation, Kaylee, where, as you said about the offense, when you look statistically, or even if you guys watch the game, it's not, you know, Devin White top of the charts. It's not Joe Tryonshanka top of the charts. It's Vita Vea who resurrected himself, thank God. But it's Jannard Avery, if you will. How many of you guys know that name? Um, this one I'm excited to say, Keanu Neal. I was expecting a huge season out of Keanu Neal. And while he has silently done a lot of great grunt work, if you will, it's great to see him break the top five guys that contributed to making a difference on this defense today. He sits at number three, 10 freaking tackles, six solo, I mean, and they were impactful tackles, and anybody who knows Keanu Neal's resume, they don't refer to him as the thumper for no reason. He hits hard, and he puts guys out of commission, and if he doesn't end them for an entire game, he at least shakes them up for a few key drives there, and he did that today. It was so great to see. Um, most people wouldn't even know this. Raheem nunez Rochez prefers to go by Nacho. He's coming in in fourth place, two tackles, two solo, and one sack. And he celebrated that sack as if it was his 50th sack of the season. And that's the kind of energy that just translates so differently throughout people, people that can be excited for every ounce of progress that they make. And then hats off to Carlton Davis coming back from injury and being all over the place. Was he, The dude was sticky. He was just so sticky in coverage. Um, six tackles, five solo, and... Almost got his hand on a ball, but he had a couple, uh, one tackle for loss, if you will. So it was great to see some other names top of the board there, because what that tells you is that everybody is now starting to get involved. It's not one guy's show. It's not one guy being the workhorse. It's not one of anything. A lot of the individualism, I think, started to break down today, too. So Defense definitely looked way better than offense. This is the defense Kaylee and I were raving about at the beginning of the season. And that's without Antoine Winfield Jr. and Logan Ryan. And the return of Akeem Hicks, which we've told you guys here what he means to this team. Akeem Hicks showing back up in the center of that interior helped Vita Vea release himself. It set Vita Vea free. So that's eye-opening to see that when guys start frol- rolling falling back into their roles the success that this defense is going to have and it's all hands on deck and we really did see that there's still some cleanup there yep there was some penalties untimely yet again for this defense but trending in the right direction and i don't think we've been able to say that for weeks
0: we haven't been able to say it for quite some time and i i think that it starts at the line. Uh, the, mm, yes. The way that they were able, I mean, we, we talked about the big names, right? Vita Vea. Uh, you, you talked about some of the big names that were able to get things done really at the core of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Casey, this team and this defense specifically still needs to grow because you have to be able to make things work without guys like, you know, in the secondary, it, 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 but it is, it's a secondary, you know, when, when you look at, what Cooper cup was able to do today, 127 yards off of sessions. Oh. He averaged almost 16 yards per catch. That's just too, that's just too much. And while, you know, you're a ground, I mean, not that like this Rams team isn't necessarily going to really get at you on the ground. They're going to go through the air a little bit more, Mm -hmm. So you don't have to deal with as much of a two dimensional team as you will have to deal with later on um, in the season with with some of the other teams that you're playing. So you still need that front line to be strong, especially um, because they haven't had the great the greatest uh, rushing defense uh, in the past. But I want to see more out of this passing defense. I want to see a little bit more. From them, I don't want to ever see anybody from the opposing team get more than a hundred yards. That's just that shouldn't happen. And it doesn't matter if the main staples of the guys that you would expect to make those moves aren't there. You still need someone to step up and a guy that we saw step up a little bit previously, but just we haven't seen as much from him. Is Jamal Dean? We yeah. we saw some stuff from him early in the season. In fact, I was kind of surprised by it because I I was like, oh wow, this this guy's he's showing us something. He's he's going, he's getting some interceptions. He's doing some stuff, mm-hmm. and it was like one or two games. And since then, he's been pretty much silent. And you have to be able to step up in big moments. And I think for the most part, a lot of people did, but I still want to see more from the secondary. Casey, is there something that you think would help them be able to step up a little bit more? Because I, I, I don't like. I understand that you that you don't have Winfield. I understand that, that you've got some of these guys out, but it just the it, it seems a little bit more lackluster than mm-hmm. whenever I get the defense and and the guys in the trenches. There, it seems like the guys in the secondary. It's it's just not as strong, as stout.
1: Yeah, not as not as um drawing if you will because the hard part there is that just kind of like i said with players that are opportunities we're just heavily relying on players carlton davis has showed up huge for this team all season long if you will um then once you get outside of the scope of him and antoine wiffle jr then, it, then it's like now what um yeah. mike edwards ball hawk you can't have that nickname and not be interrupting passes and getting your hands on, on the ball. You can't just block down passes or back down passes. You got to get your hands on them. This team's interception rate is abysmal for the talent that they actually have on this roster. So I agree hundred percent, Kaylee, when it comes to another way that this defense can level up, it's going to be those turnovers. We've talked about turnovers over and over and over again. Um, I think there was only three fumbles today versus the Rams and guys, uh Matthew Stafford looked horrendous so awesome. there was a lot of opportunity there and this is how well the bucks defense did for starters the rams only had 28 a little over 28 minutes of possession time offensive plays 55 compared to the bucks 79 the bucks offense who are still on the struggle bus had 79 Offensive plays versus the Rams 55, which also shows you that some of those key plays the Rams maximized off of were screw-ups in the defense or penalties in the defense. You don't need back-to-back-ish offside calls when you're no. coming off the edge there. That is ridiculous, um, but that's what kind of so, a something.
0: In he- the comparison game, the Bucks doubled the number of first downs. That the Rams got. They had 18. Rams only had nine first downs the whole game. Yeah. Nine.
1: Not a half, but the whole. Yeah. That shows you how big defense came up, but that none of that had to do with turnovers. And when you come up statistically that big, you should be seeing more than three fumbles. You should be seeing, I don't know, two interceptions at least. Um, So that's where I completely agree. The secondary has to figure out how to get their hands on balls. I mean, in training camp, they had a goal of five interceptions, a game, a practice, if you will, then. It kind of not, I can't say translated because five is a lot. I do understand that, but you know, one to two interceptions a game that was happening. Jamil Dean back-to-back interceptions versus the Saints, that was cool. Mike Edwards getting in on the action. Awesome. Almost getting a, you know, pick six, if you will, or getting a pick six. A lot of that energy has, has you said it perfectly, lackluster. It's not there. And so they have to find a way to dig back to what that is. And maybe it's not being on the field as much. They were obviously on the field a lot tonight versus this Rams team. Um, opening up the game with a three and out was huge. It was a tone setter. I think that if it wasn't for the defense coming back into this game looking like they're week one, two, or three form-ish, then – this would be a completely different outcome that we're discussing, but it isn't, it is significantly important to point out that they held this team in so many ways and could have still come up a little bit stronger and a little bit sharper. Um, well, you going sure there's a lot to learn from that. Up.
0: Like this was a great performance and this was a great stepping stone. But if this team is going to get back into the playoffs and going to shoot for another championship, then they have to step up in every area. They had a, a phenomenal day defensively. I mean, they have four sacks for 27 yards. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. You held them to just nine first downs, four, four out of 15 on third down efficiency. That's, that's great. Oh, uh, okay. for 2 in the red zone. Love to see it. But at the same time, M- Mike Edwards, OK, you let Cooper Cup get 34 yards on you like you're you were guarding him. And in one play, he get, catches a 34 yard pass like, no, that can't happen. There still has to be some plugs in in the gaps in in the defense the way that this defense is playing, there still has to be some guys stepping up really proud of the guys who has stepped up, but I'm going to call on some other guys to step up. I want to see more of Dean. I want to see more of Edwards. And I think that once those guys step up a little bit more in the secondary, this defense is going to round out as
1: a whole hmm. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more with that. And as a whole for this team, you know, you can't collect seven penalties and 55 yards worth of penalties and always pull off a win. So if it wasn't for the goat at the helm and if it wasn't for the dire need and hunger and desire and desperation to get back in that win column. Uh, Again, this would be a completely different conversation, but it's great to see. I think that as a whole, they needed it emotionally. They needed it mentally. They needed it in more ways than one. And while some people would argue that the Rams are just as desperate, I don't think that they're, they're carrying the emotional weight and mental baggage as this team has been carrying so far this season. I think they'll start to shed some layers and, um, Build. They have to build off of this. Kaylee uh, and I will get into it more on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns this week, guys. So once again, be sure to download that Odyssey app and hit that auto download button for Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. But um, when they go to face the Seahawks, that's going to be a big test because a huge offensive team. They headed into today's matchup with 210 points, scoring 210 points, but their defense lets up almost just as much. They were at like 199. So if the Bucs game plan appropriately, they don't bail on on different plays they don't bail on things not going right the first time but having that confidence as tom brady said to trust again as long as you do the right thing let's get them back in position to execute then they can start building some momentum here to stay in the win column now they're tied with the falcons at the top of the nfc south and uh they need to take that completely over again and they've got to add a couple more w's to that so kaylee i think that takes us to standout players as if we didn't give it away enough um there are still plenty of guys to be proud of here. so I'll let you go first with uh, your standout players of this game.
0: Okay, I'm also gonna shake things up a little bit Casey. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with something. Wow. So as I as I usually do towards the end of <laughs> these podcasts um what do you think about doing standout players and then ending the podcast? No walk the plank because of the win and just let the walk we'll, we'll take care of walk the plank. A little bit later this week. I'm not and opposed. You're not opposed to that. Okay. I'm gonna, gonna go emotional high. I'm well, we're we're riding it. I'm <laughs> uh, going to my standout players. Uh I for defense, I gotta start there. It's gotta be via. Like I said, I called yeah. on this guy to go swimming and he answered the call. He stepped up very big for this team. He set the tone for this team on he you know, the very-
1: like you were the lifeguard in the corner, and he was like, Yeah, I'm doing this for you, uh, Kaylee. Yeah, swim goes swim. for it. I love
0: to see it. So for a, because he swam when I told him B yep. because he really set the tone for this defense and and really was the leadership point for the defense today. The backbone of this defense today. He's my standout player on offense there's a lot of different ways you can go, but I'm just going to give it up to the goat. Tom Brady, you got your confidence back. You know that you can still do it. You know that you can still turn it on with just 44 seconds left, giving everyone in the Tampa Bay region, a heart attack, a whole you one, go, turn it on and win the game in the last. And essentially in 30 seconds, you can win the game. So mm-hmm. um, those are my standout players today. We've already talked for a lot of reasons about why those two guys, Casey, what about you? Who do you have for
1: standout? Um, I'll start with offense. And it's it's, it's just obvious. It's Kate. And I've yeah. had faith in this kid since day one. I loved what I saw out of him in training camp. I'll see that over and over and over again, a maturity, a football IQ, a, a hunger, a grit, a desire, a hustle. And I'm sorry guys, but to go through, to be a young guy, brand new in a league, to go through some of the things that he went through, through off the field and not carry that with him in a in a different capacity, if you will. There's no negative way to grief, but a different capacity and to show up for his team and to want to be such a key part of this team, regardless of all odds. Um, I can't give it to Kate Otten enough, and I, his skill set. He's that guy who's going to help them command the middle of the field. He showed that with opening that drive to get to the end zone. 13 seconds left, Kada, and hats off to you. Congratulations on that first NFL uh, touchdown. And I'm excited to see more of those and a larger role for you, so that you're sitting top three of those receiving yards every game. That's what I want to see. Um, Aside from K-Dotten, on the defensive side of the ball, I got to go Carlton Davis. He had himself a day. I mean, he was sticky. You love to see a guy in the secondary that has sticky coverage, which makes me so torn because, again, guys, Keanu Neal was great. He was so great. If I could create a tie, if I could bend the rules a little bit and have Carlton You're Davis. It. Okay, yeah. You're We're not doing off the the plank. Oh, yeah. I'm taking Carlton Davis and Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal, oh. 10 tackles. Thumper, go off snaps to thumper. Um, I don't know why I'm snapping my emotional, my emotional capacity, my my mental, my, a lot of things are, are starting to dwindle down for me guys. Daylight savings did nothing for me. So now we're just riding on emotion and a 16 to 13 W before uh, heading off to Germany. And Casey
0: will have coverage. Casey is going to Germany on Friday with the team. So she will have coverage for Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans. In Germany as the Bucks take on the Seahawks over there in Munich. It's going to be a great game and especially coming off this win off this high. Uh, we love to see it. And of course, with all that coverage, you guys are going to want to follow along. That's at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. It's there that you can find out about new episodes, podcast clips, information, team news. And of course, Casey's going to be sharing a lot of her traveling journey on Jolly Rogers TDS on both Twitter and Instagram. So be sure to follow it there. And we will still have... Episodes for you three times a week, even while the Bucks are over in Germany. So you can catch those episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. But I'm telling you, the Odyssey app is the best place to go for podcasts uh, and, and for the Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns podcast specifically because they have so many extras and so many different things there. So download the Odyssey app. And then turn on the auto download button for Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can follow me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can follow her at The Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.